Bilbo and the dwarves finally arrive in Lake Town, where another unexpected party occurs, and where Bilbo encounters a new creature for the first time, the race of men. Today we explore Chapter 10 of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit, a warm welcome. Before we get to wandering too far, I'd like to point out that the people of Lake Town were thoroughly excited at the prospect of dwarves returning to the mountain, particularly if that meant the dwarves would share the gold and wealth. You too can share something of great value, and that is sharing this podcast with a friend. Thorin knew he needed allies to reclaim Erebor, and you also need allies while wandering Middle-earth. So hit that share button, or put a link in a text, or repost my Instagram story or tweets, and wander Middle-earth with a friend. Now, let's wander. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's check the map. It is 3,000 years into the Third Age of Middle-earth. We left Bilbo and the dwarves as they escaped the dungeons of the wood elves in barrels on the river. In this chapter, Bilbo and the dwarves arrive in Lake Town, a town of men built on the lake south of the dwarves' destination, the Lonely Mountain. This is the first time that humans have appeared in The Hobbit. We've seen hobbits, dwarves, elves, trolls, goblins, eagles, wolves, skin-changing bears, giant spiders, and even a slimy golem. But no humans. Let's take a look at what this chapter reveals about this new species, the race of men. The first clue is about where men live. Quote, A great bridge made of wood ran out to where on huge piles made of forest trees was built a busy wooden town. Not a town of elves, but of men. Who still dared to dwell here, under the shadow of the distant Dragon Mountain? Let's unpack this a bit. Unlike the elves, goblins, and really all the other races we've met so far, the men actually build their own dwellings. While the other races range from using simple shelters that nature provides, like the cave of the trolls, to shaping or molding nature to their own purposes, like the caves of the elves, it's men who view nature as a resource and use it for their own means. They've chopped down the forest trees and placed them in the water as the foundation of their town. Men build, in contrast to the other races. Also, this town is busy. We'll dig into this more in a moment, but for now it's enough to know that men are busy, like Bayorn's bees, doing their work and trade. But men are also daring. I'm not sure it's prudent to maintain a town mere miles from a dragon's mountain, but for whatever reason, these men choose to do so. In contrast to the elves, and Elrond in particular, who seems to hold all the memory of Middle-earth, the race of men seems to have short memories. Here's a few lines, quote, But men remembered little of all that, 
though some still sang old songs of the dwarf kings of the mountain. Quote, some of the younger people in town openly doubted the existence of any dragon in the mountain, and laughed at the greybeards and gammers, who said that they had seen him flying in the sky in their young days. So men seem to not remember well the dangers of the past, and while that may serve them in their valor, it can also lead them to mistakes. Also note the references to greybeards and gammers, which I think is the best description of senior citizens that only Tolkien could provide. This is the first mention of an old person in The Hobbit. Remember, in the cosmology of Middle-earth, the race of men are mortal and live quite short lives compared to the immortality and long life of the elves. With nearly every other race, we're given snippets of songs. Those songs reveal a lot about the race. The dwarves long for gold, the elves love their jokes, the goblins are cruel. Men, though, don't seem to have a lot of songs, or at least have comparatively fewer. And the one that the narrator records is quite different from the elves' song. The elven and goblin guards both had songs to sing as they marched the dwarves to their kings, but the human guards here have no song to sing as they lead Thorin and company to the town master. While the elves of Rivendell used silly words, the Song of Men has much more straightforward words and simple rhymes. The subject of the song is also generic, the king beneath the mountain, suggesting that the songs were old and hadn't changed much in the years since the dwarves left. In contrast, the elves' song was specific for that moment, calling out Bilbo's name and the wagging beards of the dwarves, suggesting that song-making was new and fresh and a skill that the elves were prone to sharpen and employ. Now combine all of this lack of song with this passage in Tolkien's The Silmarillion, and you pick up on some interesting lore. Iluvatar, the creator god of the world, quote, willed that the hearts of men should seek beyond the world and should find no rest therein, but they should have a virtue to shape their life amid the powers and chances of the world beyond the music of the Ainur, which is as fate to all things else. The music of the Ainur is the music that created Middle-earth, so we see here that men are somewhat outside of that music. Yes, they are still prone to singing, but they are not as connected or doomed by the music as, say, the elves are. The elves are intricately connected with the music of the Ainur, but men have a fate apart. This gives men more freedom of will, or agency, to choose their own path and make their own fate. The master of the town also provides insight into the race of men. The master was prone to, quote, giving his mind to trade and tolls, to cargoes and gold, to which habit he owed his position. When the dwarves finally leave, quote, the master was not sorry at all to let them go. They were expensive to keep, and their arrival had turned things into a long holiday in which business was at a standstill. The master, while we might consider him the epitome of the men of Lake Town, is not alone in these qualities of business, budgeting, and building wealth. The men who lived there, quote, throve on the trade that came up the great river, and their old legends of the dwarf king returning amount to the wish that, quote, gold would flow in rivers through the mountain gates, but this pleasant legend did not much affect their daily business. So not only do men build their dwelling places, they also build business and trade. They are a key component to the economy of this region, as were the men of Dale when the kingdom of Erebor was at its height. Men are not elves, who concern themselves with creating and preserving beauty. Men are not dwarves, 
who greedily amass gold and jewels. Nor are they hobbits, content with the simple pleasures and comforts of a pastoral life. Men are builders, transformers of what nature provides. But one thing that men have in common with the other races of Middle-earth, they do not know what a hobbit is. After Thorin and company walk in on the master's feast, quote, even Bilbo was given a seat at the high table, and no explanation of where he came in, no songs alluded to him even in the obscurest way, was asked for in the general bustle. When the master's elven guests return to their woodland king, they report on Thorin's objective, but, quote, still more was guessed than was known though doubtless Mr. Baggins remained a bit of a mystery. Bilbo, for his part, finds it difficult to join with the people of the town and the dwarves in the celebration of the king's return. His reaction upon seeing the lonely mountain up close for the first time reveals his feelings, quote, Bilbo had come far and through many adventures to see it, and now he did not like the look of it in the least. Bilbo's ominous feeling only grows as he continues to float down the river. Quote, he did not like the way the mountain seemed to frown at him and threaten him as it drew nearer and nearer. Even though the Lake Town residents and the dwarves are singing songs of the dragon's sudden death, and the dwarves' feelings towards Bilbo are growing even more positive, Bilbo quote, had not forgotten the look of the mountain, nor the thought of the dragon. When the company finally leaves for the mountain, quote, the only person thoroughly unhappy was Bilbo. Bilbo is the only one who is not celebrating before the work has been completed. The mountain, though closer than ever before, seems like a faraway goal that may never be achieved. How similar this feeling is to that very first unexpected party all those months and miles ago, when the mountain was far away and Bilbo's growing uncomfortableness drew him into, quote, this silly adventure. In fact, there's quite a few similarities with this chapter to the very first chapter of the book, but we'll get to that right after this short break. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This chapter of The Hobbit describes a third unexpected party. The first was in Bilbo's house in the Shire, the second at Bayorn's house after the Mountain Passage. This unexpected party has some similarities with the first, but also some differences. These parallels serve to ground us in the story, while at the same time showing how far Bilbo and the dwarves have come on their adventure. One of the early scenes of this chapter is Bilbo unpacking the dwarves from their barrels. The first dwarf to be unpacked is Thorin, described as, quote, a most unhappy dwarf. It was Thorin, but you could only have told it by his golden chain, and by the color of his now dirty and tattered sky-blue hood with its tarnished silver tassel. Contrast that to the Thorin who appears on Bilbo's doorstep, quote, Thorin indeed was very haughty, 
and said nothing about service. And he has a, quote, sky-blue hood with a long silver tassel. Thorin is still the haughty, grumpy dwarf he was, even though his royalty-marking clothing has been worn down by the weary road. The dwarves are also freed from their barrels in nearly the same sequence as when they arrived at Bilbo's house. Dwalin and Balin are first, followed by Biffer and Boffer, then Feely and Keeley, and then all the rest. Thorin's comment even calls back to those main themes we explored in the first chapter, specifically the themes of uncomfort, unexpectedness, and the polite offering of service. Here Thorin says, quote, I suppose we ought to thank our stars and Mr. Baggins. I am sure he has a right to expect it, though I wish he could have arranged a more comfortable journey. However, in contrast to the doubt and disbelief that the dwarves have towards Bilbo in the beginning, they now look to him to solve their problems. Thorin asks what the next move is, and Bilbo responds, quote, I suggest Lake Town. What else is there? Even the songs in each of these unexpected parties is similar. In the first chapter, at Bilbo's house, the dwarves sang of the might and wealth of the kingdom of Erebor, even with the promise of returning to reclaim their homeland and their wealth. While in this chapter, the songs of Lake Town speak of the Dwarf King's return and rivers of gold flowing from the mountain. And remember all those bright colored hoods from chapter 1? Each of the dwarves had different colored hoods. Purple, gray, brown, white, yellow, blue, dark green, pale green, and sky blue. Well, while in Lake Town, the dwarves regained their strength and were, quote, fitted out in fine cloth of their proper colors. Yet both chapters end with a similar feeling. In chapter 1, Bilbo has uncomfortable dreams as Thorin hums the Misty Mountain song in the next room. And in this chapter, Bilbo is, quote, thoroughly unhappy as they start their final journey. Both of these unexpected parties parallel each other, yet differ in some specific ways, not the least of which is Gandalf's absence in the Lake Town party. These parallels help us see Bilbo in a new light. He no longer is a little fellow bobbing on the mat but the acting leader of the company, even though he is still apprehensive about the whole affair. Yet he overcomes that feeling and continues on with the dwarves, days away from his attempt to burglarize gold from a dragon. Certainly, that is something unexpected for a Baggins. Join me in the next episode, where we compare this chapter to Peter Jackson's film, and the differences in adaptation go from cringeworthy to downright disgusting. Thanks for wandering Middle-earth with me today. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. 
You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice.